Hello, I'm Montana. And I'm Samantha. And I'm Kelsey. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. And today, Kelsey is here as our special guest to tell us about the death of Christy Harris. But before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? I'm glad you asked. Today, we are drinking the Green as Grass cocktail. And this is going to be one and a half fluid ounces of cognac, one and a sixth fluid ounce of apple schnapps, a fourth an ounce of lemon juice, and now it says one twelfth of a fluid ounce. So good luck trying to measure that out of absinthe, <laughs> but you definitely want to be careful with this stuff. Yeah, no kidding. And a couple dashes of celery bitters. You're just going to pour all the ingredients into a glass. Um, you can have ice in it, but we're not allowed to have ice in our drinks. No, you're so not. You could, just, <laughs> you could just mix it uh, and then pour it into a glass and you can garnish it with a dill sprig. All right. Well, cheers. 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 Thank you for coming on, Kelsey. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, you save us a week of having to research something else, so you give us a lazy week. <laughs> Anytime. So before we get started, I just want to point out the fact that we actually recorded this episode two months ago, uh, yeah. and that was, I think it was two months ago, uh, mm. and it was during the, um, the in-person fiasco that was the echo chamber of our podcast. <laughs> so, that might have been the longest hour of my life trying it might to figure have out those mics. <laughs> so we're re-recording and we really appreciate Kelsey coming back to re-record with us. And I'm super excited to hear this again because to be honest with you, I've researched so much of my own stuff. I know Samantha has too. I've completely forgotten what you told us. So I'm ready. Sure. Let's go. And yeah. bonus, this time Kelsey can actually see us, whereas last time yeah. we had her facing the laundry room. <laughs> I was room. in a corner. <laughs> I was in a corner. couldn't <laughs> face you. And then I would turn around every now and then, and they're, they're basically like looking at me like, face the turn other around. way. Can't turn turn around. Turn around. Turn <laughs> around. You're not allowed to look over here. <laughs> oh, so man. this time we can all see each other. All right. Yay. So. Okay. Yay. All right. Here we go. So. Um, like you said, Montana, this is the death of Christy Harris. Um, I'll first start by telling you, uh, my resources, oxygen.com, local12.com, sportskeeda.com, which is a weird website, but it had some good information, casetext.com and fitnessformulax.it. Again, some of the websites are really strange that would have this information, you know, but, um, they did. So very weird. Yeah, I've come across Oxygen. a lot of weird websites. Don't worry. Oh, uh, you mean researching. Never mind. Go ahead. Researching. Oh, well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what did you <laughs> say? Specifications are necessary. <laughs> yeah. So Oxygen also did a special called Exhumed. I didn't watch it, of course, because I'm poor and I don't have a streaming service that has that. And I actually wrote that joke like back two months ago, we're not really poor. So I guess I probably could find it, but I didn't. No, <laughs> you're not poor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're 
Well, we could do. We could always do like a uh, streaming night where we watch it together. That would be fun. So. That would be fun. The I'll reason I chose, absolutely yes. The reason I chose this was uh, because this took place really close to like where I grew up. So it's sort of like a hometown murder, I guess. Well, it may not be a murder. Spoiler alert. Okay, there are some inconsistencies with the accounts and some of the opinions, but I'm just going to tell you what I know. So here we go. Christy Harris was born on February 10th, 1975. She was 19 when she died, and she had a daughter named Destiny. Christy's mother is Patty Branham. Don Mills is Christy's boyfriend, and his mom is Millie Mills. So I want to get all the characters out in the open before we begin. <laughs> okay. So Christy... You're going to have to like refresh me. I'm terrible with names. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep the names coming, but yes. So Christy, obviously our main character, um, she's important. Don Mills, the boyfriend, Christy's mom, Patty, and then Millie, which is Don's mom. Christy lived very close to my hometown, like I said, outside of Cincinnati. It was in Claremont County, Ohio. So for those of you who know, it's on the east side of Cincinnati. Um, Milford is part of the Claremont County, which is where I grew up. Christy meets Dawn in high school in the late 80s, and they were high school sweethearts, but they had um, a somewhat bumpy relationship, sort of on and off. It's like a teenage romance. Sure. Yeah. Um, so about four years after they um, were dating, Christy became pregnant with destiny. And that was in 1990. They um, had the baby. Everything seemed really good or whatever, but obviously their relationship was still rocky and it was actually kind of off and on. This is sort of the part where I have like a timeline of events. So I'm going to try to keep it in order because it makes the most sense that way. So after Destiny was born, they decide to live with Millie Mills, which is Dawn's mother. And everything seems to be going well. They're raising their daughter. They have what seems to be a normal life, normal issues as far as their relationship goes. Uh, But everything seems good until, until the summer of 94. And that is when things start to take a downhill uh, pattern. They're fighting more often. They're being hateful to one another. Uh, Patty, so Patty's opinion of Dawn, she describes Dawn as manipulative. She says that Christy has been thinking about leaving him for some time. And then in July of 94, Millie, so Dawn's mom, calls Patty and says that the couple was not getting along and that she, Patty, would need to come get Christy. It was real bad. She basically said, there was a quote, it said, they cannot stay here any longer or something like that. Millie was, so yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want to clarify. You said uh, 1994. So that's Mm -hmm. their child would be three at this point. Um, right. yeah, no, um, okay. Hmm. Yeah. I think she's she 90, I think when she was, she born. was, she got yeah. pregnant in 1990. So she may have, yeah, I don't so know three, the exact date. So she's probably two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But so, but still, yes, they're living there and they have a toddler and things are not going well. Millie is basically like, she needs to get out. So, uh, 
And the only reason I ask about like the whole toddler thing, because there's a difference in relationship from, and obviously you will know this from uh a baby and a toddler. And soon you're going to know a small child. <laughs> like your yes. relationship is different through those. Just wait till you get to the teenage years. That's oh, when the goodness. fun really starts. Mm, not looking forward <laughs> Take to Take my word for it. You're, Montana, you're absolutely right because everything changes. Like for instance, Trip is all about me right now. He doesn't mm-hmm. really want anything to do with Michael. And I have to walk out of the room and be all sneaky when I want to leave because he's just all about me. And it sucks. And I know that it sucks for him. <laughs> Okay. So let's get back on topic. Here we go. So they have the child. Things are not going well. Oh, when Patty arrives um, up, all of Christie's things are thrown in the driveway and the front lawn. So Millie is angry. We don't really know why, like there wasn't much detail about that, but I think that was interesting. Then Christie and Destiny move in with Patty, which is Christie's mom again. So Things are not going so well. Dawn and Christy begin to argue over custody and child support and even went so far that when Dawn had a visit with Destiny, he stated that he refused to bring her home. He refused to bring Destiny home after a weekend visitation. It was also stated- Boy, bring my kid back. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. Don't run away with my child. It was also stated that Destiny was afraid of her father, Dawn. I don't know how true that is. But. Well, I mean, if if your father is throwing your mother's like possessions out on the lawn and stuff like that, obviously you're going to be afraid of them. It doesn't take much to like traumatize a child. No, you're totally right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, then after Christy moves out of Dawn's house or Millie's house, Dawn begins to date Michelle Gray. Okay, that's his side piece. So just mm. put a pin in that right there. <laughs> so he was seeing her before? Um, well, no, I think he dated her. I think they had just begun dating in July of 94. So when Christy moved out, he then began, began dating Michelle. And maybe he thought, well, Christy moved out and, you know, things are not going well. So I'll just see... I'll just like play the field. Maybe, maybe that's what he was thinking. I have no idea. Sure. Sure. Cause as soon as your partner moves out, you're immediately going to start dating somebody else. You weren't oh. already seeing them. Maybe. I mean, it could be someone yeah, he was already sure. seeing. I don't know. That, I, I just, uh, for, uh, I can't, I can't see that. Like for me, oh, sorry. I hit my watch for me. Like if I moved out tomorrow, I'm not going to date anybody for like, a hot dog minute, even though it was like my decision to leave, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, what? Well, I mean, I, I waited almost a year when I left my ex before oh, I started true. dating again. So mm-hmm. nah. Yeah. Usually there's, unless money. you're just somebody who can't be single, which and there's might be. plenty of those kinds of people. So mm-hmm. yeah. And dudes are typically the ones who can't be alone. So let's be honest here. Yeah. Dudes suck. Well, yeah, I mean, they can't it. survive. <laughs> well, they can't take care of themselves because they're completely dependent upon women. <laughs> exactly. This isn't, a man hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this isn't a man-hate. This isn't a man-hate-hate podcast. Uh, to go on, I'm sorry. All three of us are married, so <laughs> yeah, just speaking right. from experience. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <sighs> 
All right. Where was I? Here we go. Okay. So August 18th, 1994, Christy is awarded temporary custody of destiny and Don is required to pay child support. His child support begins September 21st of 94. So this is really where things start getting heated because he, not only did she move out and basically take the child with her, but now he has to pay child support, but it was temporary custody, which I thought was interesting because, um, it sort of keeps the door open for, you know, obviously he may get to have custody again or whatever. Well, they tend to do things like temporary custody and things like that. And maybe Samantha, you can like correct me because you've had to deal with some of that stuff yourself, but they'll tend to like um, grant temporary custody in cases where they see an imminent threat or an imminent um, harm to a child or something like that. So they might have seen that, but they couldn't have gone to like a actual court setting to say, hey, this this is all of the evidence. Now, is it actually a necessity to grant um, full custody permanently to the mother? So Samantha. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. So for temporary custody, it's usually like there is a reason to believe that their best interest would be to be with one parent rather than the other immediately. But it's Mm -hmm. before a case has actually been taken to court, finalized, papers signed, paperwork, you know, filed with the judge. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen super often. Um, Mm -hmm. It's usually in special cases where they are concerned for the child for the most part. That's, that's usually when it gets to that point. Which means that there has to be like some evidence that he has like harmed her, harmed the child. Or he doesn't have a healthy environment for her to be living in at that current moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if, if like he's not say he's not working, well, she's not going to stay with him because he doesn't have income to support Mm her. So Mm -hmm. they'll do that too. It wasn't even his house, you know, it was his mom's house. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but um, you're probably right. Maybe because of the, um, like the severity of the situation where, you know, they came and all her stuff was thrown out on the lawn and like, that's sort of, you know, that's not right. So maybe that has something to do with it. That's very, that's a very aggressive behavior, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm And if the the child had given any kind of indication that they were worried about being with their father, that can also sometimes cause them to put that into perspective too. Yeah. Cause it said that, you know, people said that she was afraid of her father. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. During this time of Christy having custody, Dawn and Christy were actually spending a lot more time together because Don wanted to see his child, obviously, and they ended up getting engaged during this time. Gross. <laughs> so, like, one end of the spectrum to the other. Like, you know, mm. oh, you threw all my stuff out on the lawn. I want to marry you now. Well, they tried <laughs> having a child to make the relationship better, so the next obvious step is to get married. Well, and they're also they're also really young. Aren't they still, like, 21? She's 19, no, isn't she? she died when she was 19. So, like, yeah. they are super yeah, they're, young. They're so young. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. even... It took me until I got in my 30s to decide that I wanted to marry my husband. <laughs> we had been together for a decade. Are you kidding hey, now me? Now, I got married at 19, but that was also my ex. So, 
Mm-hmm. Take uh, that yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like I like you. I got married when I was 23 and then divorced. And so, yeah, we were I was 29 when I got married to my current husband, right? Or 28, whatever. But I got pregnant before that. <laughs> well, also, this was much better choice. <laughs> so. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right. So they get engaged. Um, Chrissy is reported to be spending a lot of nights at Millie's house um, more and more often. Obviously, they're engaged now. So Don, um, so him and, and Christy are staying at Don's house, Millie, his mom. Well, Don and Michelle, which is his side I was side just about hoe, to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, the side hoe comes in. Excuse me for not being PC. Um, anyway, the side girl comes in. And yes, him uh, Don and her continue to date on and off until late September. Then the week of September 26th. Wait. Precise. What? Wait, September? Yeah. So Didn't in they... sep- Hang on. You were, you were going through your timeline. They went, she got temporary custody in August. He had to mm-hmm. start paying child support in September. They got back together in September? Yeah, it happened real quick. Like, well, you know, that oh was, my god, that was a total coincidence. So fast, yeah, that's went a total so coincidence that oh, totally. he got back together with her, right? Probably right because as soon he as he... was sick of paying child support. Like, well, he never he even had a chance did. to pay child support. <laughs> he only made one payment, maybe, and maybe, but like, and then he was just like, "I'm done. I'm done with child support. Let's get married." <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm not going to break it with my girlfriend, but let's get back together so I don't have to pay child support. Sure. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Okay, so then the week of um, September 26th, Don tells Michelle that he no longer wants to see her. Uh, He says that he wanted to be with her, but he cannot because he wants to see his daughter. So maybe he's seeing, you know, things are not going to go well. Well, then... Here's no, I think he's seeing those dollar signs. <laughs> yeah, if he <laughs> stayed with Michelle, he can. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Okay, so he's he cuts it off with her apparently. Mm, then unquote. October, quote unquote, yeah. Then October twelfth, nineteen ninety four. So just like the next month, Don and Christy go out to a bar in downtown Cincinnati. Some accounts of this night say that they were arguing a lot that Don, um, even Don said that we were arguing a lot at the bar and not getting along, but then other accounts, other people or other times Don has said, no, we were getting along fine. So only Don said that or other people did. Mm, I think it, well, no, I think just Don. So some accounts from Don say that they were arguing a lot, but other times he says that they weren't arguing. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. So they return home around 2.30 or 3 in the morning. October 13th, 1994, at 9 a.m., Christy is found dead by Don, who called 911 and stated, quote, I don't know if she is alive or not, end quote, in the backyard of their home, lying on her back, this is important, on her back with an empty rum bottle in her hand. During the phone call, Don told the paramedic that he and Christy fought the night before and all the way home. He claimed, quote, I was tired of fighting with her, so I went to bed, end quote. I, okay, again, 
I'm sorry. You guys are always fighting. You're always fighting. And almost to an extent where it seems like you are enjoying fighting with each other. Possibly. So all of a sudden you had enough and you went to bed? Sure. I guess. I mean, it was 3 a.m. I would have had enough. I don't care how much I'd fight. Like, heck no. Girl, I wouldn't be awake at 3 a.m. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) but at 19, you might have. (laughs) I was going to say, at 19, you would have been awake at 3 a.m. Maybe. I I spent a lot of times going out with people. Ugh. And I would go back to the car. We'd go to a club. Listen, this is my own experience. Say whatever you will for your own. But we'd go to a club and like by midnight, one o'clock or something like that, I'd go back to the car in the middle of downtown and go to sleep in the backseat. Because that sounds dangerous. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but I just can't. Samantha can attest to it. You can attest to this. I can't stay awake. I am just a sleepy human being. There were a few times that I heard stories of you being out at 2, 2 a.m. Yeah, at a club, just asleep in a booth, like, (laughs) (laughs) sitting straight up. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, that's my experience. I know that other people have other experiences. But even at 3 o'clock in the morning, a booth-filled, like, uh, intense fight where you're already used to, like, that uh, fighting anyway... You're not going to go to bed. You're not going to let that lie. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. My, you asshole. You threw her clothes on the front yard. You're not going to give up that fight. Well, I mean, let's be honest. We, I believe all of us know people that are the type of person that he sounds like he was. Do they back down from a fight? No. no. They keep it going and going and going until you give up. So mm-hmm. if she wasn't giving up, I don't see him being like, oh, I'm tired of this. I'm just going to go inside. Yeah, Unless no, he right. locked her out of the house. That would be the only way I would see that happening. When paramedics arrived and investigators, they noted that rigor mortis had set in. Investigators also note that Christy had leaves in her hair and what appeared to be dried vomit on her mouth. She had a bruise on her forehead, marks on her arm, and a broken fingernail. They surmised that she was drinking too much, choked on her vomit, or fell and died. Wait a minute. When did he call the police? He called at 9 a.m. And I'm assuming... So they they stopped fighting at 3, and he called at 9 a.m. How long does it take rigor mortis to set in? What is it? That's a good question. I don't... I don't know. That's a great question. Hey, that was we're going to pause. Wait, where All right. I? No. So we uh, we pause it to search how long it takes. And it takes three to four hours. Sorry, I had to interrupt this whole <laughs> recording <laughs> to see how long it took. I should know this. I should know this. How long it takes for your mortis to set in. But it's three to four hours. It lasts up to 24 hours. So, you know, it, it's not as suspicious right now. It's still suspicious, mm-hmm. but go on. It is still suspicious. But we don't know. So if she, like if we say fictitiously, she died at 3 a.m. That's 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. She, the rigor mortis would be, that would be normal to find. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so but after- I do have one question and you may answer mm-hmm. it. So if you do, forgive me. But they said that she choked on her own vomit and that's what they think. They theorized, what, right? Mm-hmm, that was the theory, yeah. So when they found her, was she face down or face up? She was 
thought you said face up. I think she's, yeah, it says, oh, here it is. Sorry. Uh, lying on her back. Yeah. So she's face up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just making sure because it sounded with the leaves in her hair and everything else. Anyway. Leaves in her hair, a bruise on her forehead. How the hell do you mm-hmm. get a bruise on your forehead? Sorry. Well, listen, I have fallen coming back to your <laughs> pool before. You've seen me do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you how you get a bruise on your forehead. You're I have a bruise on my leg right now that I have no idea how it happened. So, But also, the leaves in the hair, it sounds like you had a, a, a tuple. Mm-hmm. You went for a roll. You went for a jaunt. Yeah. A roll in the hay. <laughs> yeah. So, Patty, Christy's mother, arrives on the scene and she states that Dawn or obviously she stated this later, but she said that Don did not seem upset or crying. And he did have scratches from his knuckles down to his elbow on one arm. Now I know everyone. Please tell me they did pictures of that. Not that I could find. But I'm sure they did. I'm sure. I mean, they should have, if they were knowing what they were doing, but this was in 94. So this is a long time ago. Well, he he was probably like, yeah, she was fighting me. She was, she was being a bitch. And I just had enough of it and I went to bed. And that's why I got the scratches, man. That's probably exactly what he sounded like. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I know. Let me tell you the on-site interview. Okay. Okay. So while they're there, um, they interview Don. And Don is interviewed by Sergeant Jeff Sutcher. He sounds hot. I think I said that. You, you totally said, said that. The first <laughs> I was like waiting for it. I like paused on purpose. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that on the first one. You absolutely Ooh. did. Uh, okay. okay. So that. Go on, Jeff. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. The on-site interview with Don and uh, and Sergeant Jeff Sutcher seemed to Crown. have been... Crown. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, my face is so red right now. <laughs> Why? Go on. I'm sorry. I will stop interrupting you. No, you won't. No, I, I was going to say, won't. I listen to this podcast, lady. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it seemed to Sergeant Sutcher that this was um, an accidental death. Uh, with too much drinking and she choked on her own vomit. Dawn did not show any signs of crying and stated they returned from the Cincinnati bar around 3 a.m. He last saw Christy go into the bathroom and get ready for bed. Oh, he my conti- boy Sutcher. He's just going for the accidental death. He's not hot anymore. It, well, this <gasps> is just the first interview. Give him okay. a chance. Okay, and okay, this is just, this is like Dawn saying it must have been an accident. Like, sure. Okay. And then it's, he continued to say that at 9 a.m. Um, the next morning, he could not find Christy, but he saw her car in the driveway. And he found her in the backyard with the alcohol bottle, which was on the nightstand and was half full the night before. That is when he called 911. So the alcohol bottle of rum was half full the night before, and it was empty when they found her um, in the backyard. According to him. According to him. Oh, yeah. According to him. But did according he, to her. Go ahead. Wait. Did he get a blood alcohol test? Not that. Done? I mean, I don't think so. Okay. Not that I saw. All right. Which is bullshit, but mm-hmm. whatever. 
Okay, so the first autopsy that was performed, it was performed by Dr. Ila Mehta, who sent blood out for a tox screen, which typically takes a few weeks to come back. She told, or excuse me, she was told that Christy, quote, drank too much and hit her head, end quote. Dr. Mehta discovered one fingernail was badly torn, but there was nothing underneath her nails, which I thought was very interesting. She had... I I struggled saying this last time. Petechial petechial hemorrhaging. Yes, petechial hemorrhaging in both lungs. Yes, and you were very proud of yourself last time too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, she had petechial hemorrhaging in both lungs on her face and eyelids, which is associated with asphyxiation. There were no obvious obstructions in her airway, which is interesting later. Mm. Tell you why later. But she does, but she did not look in Christie's mouth. Wait. Didn't look in her mouth. What? How did they say that she didn't have a constricted airway if they didn't even look in her mouth? I'm assuming she looked in her throat, like cut open her, but I don't think they do that in autopsy. they like. They do a Y incision because I've watched uh-huh. so many autopsy shows. Dr. G, medical examiner. That's what that used to be my favorite show. But the first thing they do is they examine the outside of the body. Then they wash mm-hmm. it down. They take samples. Then they wash it down. Then they check all the like external cavities. That's the vagina. That's the anus. That's your mouth. That's your eardrums. That's your na- nasal passages. They're checking all of that. And wow. then they do the incisions. Mm-hmm. that's well, how it's supposed to work it is how it's supposed to work and what's interesting is they did find that she had a tampon in she was on her period oh but- so you can check their vagina but you can't check their mouth get the fuck out of here yeah. I'm, I'm serious i don't know i have no idea but literally like the article said she did not look into christy's mouth that's crazy to me especially it's- if the assumption is that she died by basically choking on her vomit why wouldn't that be one of the first places you would look Thank you. I'm going to cut open her throat and look inside of her esophagus, but I'm not going to check in her mouth first. I'm willing to bet they didn't cut her throat open. Nah. Yeah, you're probably right. I have no idea. I I really don't. I wish I knew, but I just don't. So overall, Dr. Meta ruled her death was due to asphyxiation, of course. And accidental or just uh, asphyxiation? Well, yeah, accidental. One month after the initial autopsy was performed, the toxicology came back and showed that Christie's blood alcohol was 0.04, which meant she could not have been so drunk that she would have choked on her own vomit. So this is where things get interesting because obviously this ain't cool. But um, so I put that in there, but I think really it happened after the second interview because now that I'm reading it again. So she died on October 13th or when that was when she's found October 24th. So just like the following week, which is my birthday, by the way, October 24th, okay. I turned three on um, October 24th, 1994. So I, turned three. I was three. Okay. So this was when the second interview with Sergeant Sutcher um, was, mm. was performed. <laughs> uh, Don stated that Christy, didn't drink the night before her death because she was the designated driver. He also said that they were not fighting that night. 
which completely contradicts his 911 call that said they were fighting. He states that at 8 o'clock in the morning, on the morning of October 13th, he got a shower and got ready for the day. He fed their daughter Destiny and got ready for daycare, got her ready for daycare. And he noticed as he was walking out the door that Christy's car was still there. And he thought she had left for work already. He then found Christy in the backyard and called 911. That was his second interview with Sergeant Jeff Sutcher. That's what Don had said. Okay, sir, your story completely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, last we heard, you had a fight with her. You went to bed because you didn't want to deal with her bullshit anymore. We just didn't want to deal with her bullshit anymore. I'm going to go to bed. And then the next morning you went looking for her because you knew she was missing, but now you didn't even know that she was missing. So sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems, seems reasonable to me, but go totally. on. So that interview happened before they got the toxicology, toxicology results. So then they get the toxicology results and obviously more red flags are probably going up. Well, then in December, December 16th, 1994, Don is then interviewed with Sergeant Zinzer. Zinzer. Mm. Yeah. This interview was taped, but of course I couldn't find it. Anyway, Don states that he and Christy arrived home from the bar around 2.30 a.m. and he went straight to bed. Christy went into the bathroom to get ready for bed. So that's pretty consistent because he said that twice now. Then he says he denied arguing with Christy the night before. And when asked about the scratches on his arm, he said he always has them. He works on the inside of dashboards, often reaching his hand inside. Okay. Hang on. And I feel like I brought this up last time. You did. Uh, I just, right before we recorded this the first time, I had just pulled out the entire like glove box to my dashboard to mm-hmm. fix a leak because apparently guys if you have a sunroof it drains at four points and the leak for mine was under my glove box in my dashboard didn't get a single scratch so sure guy sure yeah maybe he's just really bad at his job maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> i mean he hasn't figured it out yet you're just smarter than him yeah. well we already know that <laughs> clearly <laughs> So that was December. Uh, Then in April of 95, so this is, you know, much later, they decide that Christy's body needs to be exhumed and there needs to be a second autopsy. Okay, good. Yeah, I didn't find information on like how this came about. Um, It just did. So the second autopsy is performed by Dr. Lee Lehman. His notable discoveries include bruising on the lower lips as if being pressed against the teeth, a torn membrane in the mouth, usually associated with the face being pressed against something, bruising in the center of the forehead, small hemorrhaging on the larynx, and a bruise on the arm and ankle. And the most notable discovery, a three-inch blade of grass Deep in her trachea. How'd that get there? I don't know. Maybe if the first girl would have opened her fucking mouth, she would have found it. Well, I mean, considering uh, she had bruising pretty much all over the upper side of her body. She had petechial hemorrhaging in her eyes. 
and her lungs mm-hmm. and her lungs like uh, that I understand that you can get petechial hemorrhaging from asphyxiating on your own vomit but mm-hmm. you want to look in the throat like what are you no, doing man I don't, well not even like if she would have looked just in her mouth in general like just lifted her lips down yeah because down. it said that the lower lip was bruised and it was as if it had been pressed up against her teeth. So that right there could have been found. And then they would have known, okay, that's kind of odd. This is probably foul play. Like, whatever. Dr. Lehman concluded that the blade of grass, or excuse me, he concluded that the blade of grass. Hold on. I typed this really stupid. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. So. I think what I meant to say was some sources say the blade of grass was found during the first autopsy, but then there's only one source said that. And then all the other ones said that it was found during the second one. So I'm going to assume that it's probably was found in the second one, but didn't you say it was deep in her trachea? Yeah, it was deep in her trachea. So if she had cut open her throat, she would have seen that. Okay. Then yeah, she didn't cut open her throat and she didn't open her mouth. So yeah, she didn't look at all. In the two places that you would look if you're assuming somebody choked to death. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so funny because like, well, okay, it's not funny, but it's what I'm trying to say is like, when I research this, I'm basically just like looking for information like, oh, oh, I need to write that down. But then when I'm telling you guys about it and then you're bringing all this other stuff up, I'm like, oh my God, like this person's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our world. (laughs) We do the same thing. I'm like researching stuff and I'm like, mm, here we go. Mm, here we go. And Samantha's like, but what about this? And I'm like, bitch, why are you asking me this now? Why can't you been in my head while I was researching it? Exactly. Yes. It's helpful okay. though. It's interesting. It is. Well, and that's what makes it cool because then, you know, we all get different perspectives on it. And then, you know, people that are listening are like, wow, that's interesting. Imagine if the police did that. That would be be a good idea for them. Let's say, imagine all police did that. Some of them do, but I mean, it is kind of funny. It's like, maybe that's why they should bring in other areas whenever they're researching something and they can't find anything. Hmm. Yeah, Hmm. maybe they should. Hmm. Okay, so Dr. Lehman concluded that the blade, or excuse me, I'm sorry, that Christy was smothered face down into the ground until she died. He stated that alcohol played no role in her death. He also stated that she could not have died in the position in which she was found. Excuse me. Because she could not be, she could not have died in the position that she was found because her leg was bent with her knee up, which would defy gravity. Um, He could not pinpoint the time of death, but he was certain that she was moved into the position after being killed. And then somebody went and got that rum bottle off of their nightstand, probably drank the rest of it. Yep. Because I feel like that was probably a truth that he was saying, that it was half full. He drank the rest of it and put it, well, they, whoever they are, I'm not saying it's anybody, uh, Mm -hmm. mysterious person, stuck it next to them to uh, inflict uh, her over and said, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. She died of drinking too much. Mm-hmm. Well, and she couldn't have choked on her own vomit if she was face down. Mm-hmm. True. You are exactly right. Cause it would just spill out of your mouth anyway. Okay. 
Now, uh, so fast forward, that was in April of 95. So fast forward to February of 1996. So a year and a half later. Yeah. Don is arrested for aggravated assault and manslaughter, and he claims he's innocent. My goodness. You don't say. Man, these these people are just... They're, they're just nailing him, everything on him. I mean, he's completely innocent. What an unlucky guy. Oh, man, I, I don't even know. It's crazy. Well, what's crazy is that how long it took for them to be able to arrest him. I, I wish I had more information between April and February because I just, I there was nothing. So anyway, in September of 96, Don's trial begins. And mm. now I have some testimony from the trial. Oh, yay. I love a good testimony. (laughs) Me too. Okay. So I'm going to start with Dawn's side bitch. Okay. This is Michelle. Okay. I'm going to start with her. This is Dawn's side girlfriend. Her testimony shows that Dawn had motive for murdering Christy. She shares that Dawn and her began dating in July of 1994. I knew it. Yep. When Christy had moved back in with her mom. So. No. Well, that's what she says. Okay. Mm. Don broke things off because he wanted to spend more time with his daughter and he couldn't do that with Michelle in the picture. Mm. However, they did continue to date on and off until the beginning of October when Don said he never wanted to see Michelle again. Only a few days before Christie's death, Don called Michelle to get together to discuss things. I'm assuming he wanted to get back together. He just wanted a piece of tail that wasn't uh, Christy. Apparently. Michelle Michelle said she would not go unless Christy was moved out. Michelle and Dawn spoke on the morning of Christy's death at 8 o'clock in the morning. Michelle said Dawn seemed, quote, sleepy, end quote. Dawn had shared that he went out the night before and he didn't remember how he got home or in bed convenient right he was trying to set up his alibi at that point that's Mm -hmm. what i was thinking he's trying to set up his alibi he's like i'm gonna call this bitch because i'm gonna tell her and then i need to stop calling her a bitch i don't know why i did that anyway i need to call her and tell her that i'm sleepy and that whatever okay so then he asked michelle out for the following saturday michelle again said no only if Christy had moved out. So this Michelle girl seems like she is trying to be, you know, do the right thing. She's like, I don't want to be with you unless this other girl is out of the picture, whatever. Then Dawn replied, quote, don't worry. She'll be gone by Saturday. End quote. By Saturday, sir, she's dead in your backyard. Right. But, and this is someone he's, engaged to Mm -hmm. him and Christy are engaged when this happens. And so it's so interesting how he's like telling Michelle she'll be gone by Saturday, even though they're engaged now. I don't understand. Okay. (sighs) The next person um, to testify is Patty Branham, which is Christy's mom. She stated that the two had an off and on relationship. There would be times that they would fight and Christy would stay with her mom, but she would always want to work things out with Dawn, even though they had fought. 
She also shared that Christy did not do drugs and she didn't drink a lot and she never drank liquor straight. So the fact that she was found with a bottle is interesting. Well, she- <laughs> just to Sam, you want to take it away? <laughs> I mean, I'll let you keep going. Although, I mean, oh, let's just put it, I'll put it this way. At least in my case, uh, I've been drinking all night. It's 3 a.m. In theory, I might go straight to the to the liquor. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, but also I was going to bring up the simple fact that we just did the episode for um, Pretty Ashley. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we no, don't we don't talk but, to her parents. Yeah. The, <laughs> pretty. Her parents yeah. said, hey, you know, she doesn't drink. And mm. then in another quote, they said she doesn't drink much. Mm. And. We also related it back to an earlier episode, uh, Debbie Wolf, who her mother said she didn't drink. But when Debbie showed up and she saw all the beer cans, her mother said, hey, that's not her beer that she drinks. So uh, mm-hmm. does she not? Does she drink? Like, I'm, I'm being devil's advocate here. No, does she drink? Does she drink liquor or does she not? Do you do you actually know what your child does? Like, my dad knows exactly what I do because half the time he's the one (laughs) drinking (laughs) or smoking (laughs) no my dad doesn't smoke but yeah (laughs) i I understand that's why i feel like you got to take her her testimony i guess a little differently because yeah like you she doesn't know what her daughter does all the time Mm -hmm. to her to her defense though christy did live with her for quite a, a while um before she moved in with dawn so anyway Either way, she states that Christy did not drink a lot and did not like drinking liquor straight. Other sort, There's been other times when Christy's mom had said that um, she did drink a lot, but she would never drink too much and vomit. So it's, it's really weird. Like some of the articles I found, the mom said, oh, Christy doesn't drink much. And then other articles, the mom said, well, she drinks, but not enough to where she would throw up and get sick. Yeah. But also Christy is 19. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you. Like I was having a couple of beers at 19. There was one instance around 19 where I drank really cheap ass vodka and I spent all night. (laughs) That's why there's only one instance. There's only one instance. (laughs) Barfing. I think we all made that mistake at some point, buying cheap cheap vodka. Who who buys (laughs) Aristocrat? Please don't buy Aristocrat. If you're listening to this and you're like a teenager right now and you have an option to spend a little bit more money and get less liquor. Don't do it because you're a teenager and you're not old enough to drink. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. But once you get a drinking do age, don't, when you're 21 and you have finally started experimenting, yeah, don't buy cheap liquor. It's going to fuck you up. Yeah, we're going to pay for it in the morning. In the next ah. morning, your asshole brother and his friend are going to cook you eggs and they're going to bring it to you, but they're going to cover it in the vodka you brought with you. And so you just vomit all over the bedspread. So you know yeah. what? Yeah, they did that to me. They're horrible. I hope you're close. listening, was- Jacob. I was thinking that sounded rather detailed. I wonder yeah. if that actually no, they did that <laughs> I thought you were going to say that your asshole would be on fire because I feel like every time I drink <laughs> like 
shitty liquor, I would have the shits in the morning. No, that too. I did have that. Oh my gosh. This is really taking a turn. (laughs) Look. Well, I'll say this much. At 19, the likelihood of her drinking straight liquor at that point, I mean. Yeah, exactly. That's unlikely. I mean, beers, sure. Smirnoff Twisted, oh my gosh, don't do that either. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) That kind of stuff, okay, sure. I've never. I don't don't feel like the first time I had heartburn were those Smirnoff twisted. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad idea. <laughs> I'm so not sponsored by any of these things, obviously, because we're talking about how bad they are. <laughs> Why not? Um, I uh, four locos is what did me in. When oh I was no, young. those aren't even legal anymore. Actually, no, it wasn't the Smirnoff twisted. It was the um, what were those? Like uh, Star Lemonade. That was it. <laughs> that was it. I, I, at my apartment, I think I was 19 at the time. I had an apartment of my own. Hi, I was a responsible adult at one point. Um, I had a coworker of mine go and pick me up like beer because my, like, I I can obviously get it for myself. And I was like, she was like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. um, Something fruity, I guess. I don't know. So she brought those, those to me and I took him out to the pool my pool at my apartment and I had like two of them. I had to go back and lay down and like lay on my side. Cause I just had so much acid. Reflux. So bad. I was, I, I was a 19 year old in an 80 year old body. <laughs> <laughs> You're too much. I know. Tell much. me about it. Okay. So anyway, back to this, uh, <laughs> back, to the case. <laughs> back to the case. <laughs> back to the reason we're here. <clears throat> so patty's testimony um you know she said she didn't drink liquor straight okay next this okay joan or excuse me joanne trisler she was a western southern life insurance agent i know what you're thinking where was she in the character list well, I forgot about her till just now. Well, so. I thought I thought you were gonna say she. When you said Western, I thought you were gonna say she starred in westerns, and I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> that sounds awesome!" It's a, it's a company, Western Southern Life. Western Southern. No, I, I know. I was just in my head. I pictured her like having like the belt on. She had the boots on. She's busting through like the the uh, bar plate, the doors in the bar. She's like, "I'm here to, to testify." Is, is, just to clarify, is this you not interrupting? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no one's going to listen to this episode because we're keep getting off on TV. I, I, well, I'm going to cut a lot of it. Just go on. You don't have to cut all of it, though, because it's funny. Okay. So Western Southern Life Insurance Agent. Um, she testified that in early October, Joanne, or sorry, excuse me. So, blah, blah, blah. okay. Joanne goes to the Mills residence to collect a policy premium. Millie, Christy, and Dawn all agreed to a $15,000 policy on Christy to be paid out to Dawn and Millie. So in what world would you sit down and be like, sure, man that I'm engaged to, but have also had terrible experiences with, let me give you $15,000 if I die. And then hopefully I don't wind up dead. Like that sucks. What happened? Wait a minute. Did he have one on him? No. So literally this lady 
she's testifying that she showed up to their house in October, like before Christy had, had died. And it was Christy and Dawn and then Dawn's mom, Millie. And they basically said, okay, we want a life insurance policy on Christy for $15,000 and it's going to be paid to Dawn and Millie. So Millie's on board with this. Millie was like, mm-hmm. Millie's a sneaky bitch. All right, we got it. <laughs> now, Joanne Trisler, the insurance agent, she said that Christy had told her that with planning the wedding, she wanted to get the life insurance taken care of as soon as possible. Because remember, they're engaged right now. So, but I'm thinking, why, anyway, like, why do you need life insurance to get married? And I don't understand. Well, I mean, I have life insurance, but it's through my work. Yeah, Um, that's different. And also, like, uh, he was already, like, my beneficiary before we got married. And also, he has his own. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. If he dies, you know, mama's going to be a rich bitch. But same for him if I die. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this didn't elaborate to Christy and Dog's relationship. No, it did not. I mean, the only thing I could think of is him, like, convincing her, well, you know, what if something happens to you and I have to take care of the child? Okay, sure. Okay, what if something happens to you? Yeah, Yeah. what if something happens to you? I've got to take care of her. You want to set mom up? Well, but maybe he's, he, well, remember, Christy's mom said that Don was manipulative. So maybe he said, well, if I, if I die, you'll have my mom, you'll have your mom, you'll have your friends, like da, 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 da. And then he'll say, but if you go, oh man, I'm going to have nobody. I'm going to be all alone. Like, you know how guys manipulative. Or he well, could have um, convinced her. I don't know what he did for a living or if he did anything for a living, but um, you know, there are cases where you can't get approved for life insurance. So he also oh, could have convinced yeah. her that, well, I won't get approved or it'll be too expensive, but if you do it, we can afford it. That's yeah. possible. I'm playing devil's advocate. Sure. But- sure. No, I like that. It's good. You're good. Um, I think you might be right though, because he, remember he worked on cars cause his arms were scratched from putting his hands sure. into dashboards. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote. <laughs> Such a yes. dangerous job. And obviously, obviously he wasn't very good at it. So no, yeah, maybe. Okay. So um, her testimony, uh, she shares, like I just said, that they want that life insurance policy. Well, um, after Christy's death, Millie, so she testifies that after Christy's death, Millie, which is Don's mother, calls Joanne to collect the life insurance. And she sounded, quote, sounded upset end quote, to find out that Christy never signed the paperwork. Oh, darn. <laughs> Dang it. Whoops. Shucks. You forgot that. You, you forgot that minor detail. <laughs> yeah. So that was the, the most important testimony from um, Joanne, from the insurance agent. Well, then Millie gets on the stand. Okay, Dawn's mother. What a mother. bitch. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> She shares that she went to bed at 9.30 p.m. on October 12th, and she woke up, quote, when the kids came home, end quote. So, well, they're not kids, but sure. You know, they Well, they're 19. I feel like they are kind of kids, you know? Well, they are, but they have a child. Okay, whatever. That was her quote. She said that. Mm. She's she the heard, mom. I'm sure yeah. she calls them kids. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. I'm going to call my kid my kid 
forever. I don't care how old he is. He's no, my kid. I, I know that. I'm just, she's a bitch. And I'm just <laughs> looking for anything to be mad at her about. Okay. Yeah. How we talked about how judgmental Reddit is. You're giving it a run for its money today. Listen, so. <laughs> okay. I'm here for it. Okay. So Millie says she woke up when she heard the kids come home. She heard Christy go into the bathroom for her quote, nightly ritual end quote. Then Millie goes back to sleep and says she doesn't know how long she was awake. Millie leaves for work on October 13th at 5 a.m. She denies talking to Joanne about a life insurance policy and denies asking for payment. Okay, well, also, aren't there phone records? I don't know. It's 1994. Are there phone records? I'm not sure. There should be, because I, I feel like in 1994, you would get your phone bill and it would list out oh, all of the phone, all the numbers that you called. So You're that's so smart. It's kind of, look at me. I'm a little bit smart. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they would have the numbers on there. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I have no idea. It's an easy check. It's also a weird conversation for the life insurance agent to claim quote unquote happened but it didn't yeah like, why yeah. even give that testimony what mm-hmm. benefit does she have out of that none. none that's the thing so that's what makes me believe that you know millie's not being truthful so okay so next um the last person i have to testify was millie's neighbor and on he stated that on october 13th 1994 at eight o'clock in the morning he says that he heard loud voices shortly before eight, excuse me. Then he sees Don go um, to the car to look behind it. And then he looks at the bushes and then it looked as if Don was getting into the car and that's all he saw. So I don't know. It kind of lines up with the fact that like Don said, Oh, I see her car outside, but like also, he could have just been putting a show on because he knew his neighbor woke up every day at seven o'clock and exactly. was a was a creepy peeper. I mean, I have one yes. of those. Yeah, um, the verdict comes back, and it's guilty. Okay, good. He yeah, he was convicted of aggravated assault and manslaughter. Wait, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Because he was so when he was arrested let me go way back is it because of the initial charges they charged him with yeah because he was arrested and charged with aggravated assault and manslaughter so that's why he wasn't charged for anything like worse i I feel like he could have gotten second degree murder oh absolutely i think so too if not i mean it would have been questionable for first just because you know he had this side piece he did the life insurance policy Mm -hmm. uh i mean it, yeah it could have been first absolutely so he was sentenced to 15 years to life um and he still claimed his innocence well in 2016 he was up for parole sorry so 25 excuse me in 2016 i've had like that's one, one. that's almost one. two what uh, every, everybody gets one everybody gets <laughs> every, one Every episode, I go, blah, 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 and that's my one. That's my one mess up. So you had, oh, okay. you've had your one. I'm leaving that in, by the way. That's fine. 
He was up for parole in 2016, and that is when he decided to confess in order to get sympathy from the parole board. He stated that he had found God and was a changed man. Bullshit. Right? He sent letters to the parole board and Christie's family saying that he lost his temper after the fight with Christie. He said he got scared. Patty argues, how scared was Christie in that moment? Yeah, exactly. Asshole. <laughs> like, what? You took that child's mother away from her. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, I was scared. I, I feel scared. like in that instance, he should have to, The what's the average uh, life expectancy of people now? What, 74, 76, something like that? I feel yeah. like in that instance, if you kill somebody of 19... He's going to have to serve that the rest of her life in jail. That's my opinion. Do it that way you will. Yeah. Doesn't sound like too bad of an idea. Um, So he was denied parole in 2016. Um, Yeah. Basically because (laughs) of, uh, well, I don't know if it's because of this, but there were petitions that were signed um, by friends and family of Christy. Um, and that to like not let him go. Um, he is up for parole again in 2025. So, is there another position? There's mine. Uh, petition. petition. Yes, a, there the- is. There's already a petition ready. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her sister's name. Maybe it's Amber. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up again. Um, because I don't have my websites up, but. Yes, her sister has a website dedicated to um, Christy and the petitions for um, Don's parole. So we'll we'll link the uh, uh, site for the petition in our show notes. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'll have to get that to you. Yeah, we'll do that. So, and that's that's it. That's the death of uh, Christy Harris. Well, good job, dude. Yeah, good job. Such a great, great episode. I remember minimal stuff about it, so I didn't. I didn't remember. Well, you did repeat yourself several times, so I'm assuming you probably. That's because I'm a broken clock. (laughs) Broken. A broken record. A broken record. I repeat myself. I. I didn't. She's a broken clock too. She's right at least twice a day. That's true. no, I just, I have the same, like, thought process with everything. So <laughs> when you say certain things, I'm like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so you're welcome. You're welcome. You're such a dork. Anyways, what a great job. It was a good case. Thanks. Thank you for giving us a little bit of a breather this week. Yeah. Thank you Very for having me. And remember, guys, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so, like, I can come on whenever. You just, like, let me know, and I'll be ready. <laughs> Trust me, we're going to take you up on that, especially going into the holidays. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, great job. Um, great job, Samantha, for being here. Great job, me, for interrupting so much. Um <laughs> You're a pro at interrupting. I know. Uh, so making very valid points as you do it too. I, I know. I know. Sort I know. of. Sometimes. Most of the time. Sometimes. Uh, normally it's a long road to get to a point. Anyway, <laughs> Samantha, where can our four listeners find us? At Reaper Tells Podcast on Instagram. 
They can find us at Reaper Tales Podcast on Facebook. You can email us at ReaperGals at ReaperTales.com. Be sure to uh, submit your stories there. Uh, also, you can email us and tell us how pretty we are, you know, how excellently we uh, speak on the mic. This is a podcast. How do they know how pretty you are? Who cares? You can just tell us. <laughs> God, we are pretty. Well, I mean, they could be saying you're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we don't take criticism, so leave that at the front door. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review on whatever streaming system that you're listening to or whatever. Uh, until next time. The Reaper.